So let me ask you all a question. If camera around, why TV square? Ooh. <laughs> if camera round, why if TV square? That's camera round. Good. Why do TV be square? <laughs> because yes. because phone is rectangle and video is rectangle. Yeah, it's rectangle. Okay, by square I'm including rectangle. Yeah, but if you take the square video. versus rectangle distinction is not what we're talking about right now. Okay, okay. So. A camera lens is a circle. Okay. A TV is a square or rectangle, if you want to get technical. <laughs> okay. So, this is a problem. This is a big problem. Okay. That the, that the uh, entertainment industry has been grappling with for really centuries. Yeah. So, but but there is a solution, and the solution is the radius television. Oh. And what the radius television is is it is a perfectly circular television. I like that. So you mount it on your wall. There's no stand; it has to be mounted because it's a circle. Right. It's going to stand on. Exactly. Yeah. See, you get yeah. it. Yeah. And what you get with the radius is a perfect window into the vision of the the movie maker i love the it filmmaker i love it I, I would feel like i was the director or at least yes. dp yeah and really for the best effect you want to stand so close to it that it fills your entire field of vision is there a <laughs> um like a, a fishbowl setting yes there is fishbowl okay, mode good 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 i was worried about that <laughs> yeah that's fantastic i love it so and one underrated uh feature of the radius tv is you know t tvs are so bulky and awkward right you know, especially the bigger ones yeah but with the radius if you want to move it just roll it roll it <laughs> just roll that fucker just roll it <laughs> Yeah, if you roll it, the picture will stay left. Okay, I was going to ask, like, <laughs> is there an upside down or just the picture always correect? You know, there is an upside down. The Stranger Things kids go there. We, no, the no, no, no. Like, if I would hate to mount <laughs> my radius TV and then figure out, oh, no, it's upside down. Yeah, no, whichever picture, way, whichever, there's no, yeah, there's no like incorrect orientation. It always senses, you know, the level up, down. Okay. Yeah. That's very nice. And that, you know, the great thing about that too is, you know, whenever you hang something that's square or rectangle, you have to make sure it's level. But then that's it's right. like, boom. Yeah. Yes. Alex, all, really, you all you have to do, and it's so simple, guys, to hang the radius. Yeah. Pound one big nail into your wall. <laughs> yeah. And it just and hangs, it just on, hangs that. on that. I love that. Do you have to have a stud finder? Not if the nail is big enough. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me ask and be honest. Have you guys ever used a stud finder and then had it stuck to yourself? <laughs> yeah, it works. Oh. It works. Yep. I have to test it. Guilty. Guilty as charged. 
<laughs> clicking the tongs. Yeah. Check to make sure the stud finder still works. Yep. Perfect. So that's the radius television. Um, and uh, Josh, what is the what is the MSRP on the uh, radius? Three hundred and sixty dollars. Three hundred sixty dollars. <laughs> I love it. And now is Layout. there is there like a smaller version that maybe you can put in your bedroom and it's one hundred eighty dollars? Nope. Okay. Well, the crescent. The crescent. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be a pretty sweet laptop. Yeah. Like a crescent laptop. I mean, functional, no, but neat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I cool think thing... the uh, the fish one, the fish one would be good. A little fish bowl, like a it's yeah. like a porthole on a An submarine. Eyeball. Eye of Sauron. Yeah, I got, one. <laughs> I got plenty. Seems like a no-brainer. I know. Well, awesome. Oh yeah, the frame mm -hmm. or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Like getting cute with Try it. Trying to get getting cute with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to get a radius, make sure to use the offer code Content Academy, and you can get right. three dollars and fourteen cents off of <laughs> yeah off of your new television. So. Okay, it's three point one four one five, whatever. But <laughs> round it up, it's three dollars fourteen cents. Tony, that's just for our Patreon users. Why are you dropping this free content under our pay? We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Okay, what do we got today, guys? We are continuing our series on the action-adventure animated movies of two the years, 2000 to 2003, specifically, yep. really. Yep, yep. Which everyone knows, still the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the year 2000 week, is still in the 90s, technically. Still in the 90s. Still canonically <laughs> the, the 90s. 2000s don't start until 2001. No, they don't start until... Well, I guess some people say it starts... The 2000s started after 9-11. But I don't think they really started until 2004. Well, if you think about it... Yeah. 2000 is like the number 10, right? Yeah. Which is still part of the 10th. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But last week we talked about Titan AE... That's right. Well, the last well, I was still casted. talking about Titan AE. I don't know where you were, Alex. To my friends, last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean we are part of the strike that is continuing. That's going on. Um, <laughs> but no, previously, we're all writer actors. Zach Aftra, yep, all part of it. But um, the last one was about Titan AE, which kind of devolved into Treasure Planet. Let's be honest, but mm -hmm. that's okay. That's you okay. can't discuss one Space without adventure. discussing the other. I mean, you can discuss Treasure Planet without discussing yeah, Titan okay. AE. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, 
rectangles are squares, not all squares are rectangles, kind of thing. But. <laughs> yeah, where Alex stands on that thank, whole issue. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Well, Alex was we, a. We, yeah. We're glad to have Alex kind of as the devil's advocate. Or angel. For advocate. Titan AE. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's how to be an asshole. So, but so Georgia, tell us what movie it. we'll be talking about this week. Well, if you like horses, Matt Damon and Brian Adams, you are in luck. Stay tuned. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, if this Can't is somehow wait. a radio show, do yeah. not touch that dial. Do not touch Get that it? dial. If only touch <laughs> it, if only if you're turning it to volume. That's the only thing. Not not the changing station style. So today we are going to be talking about uh, one of the hallmark movies of my childhood, uh, Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, um, do we have headlines? Okay. Awesome. Okay. All right. <laughs> Calling out Evergy. I love it. Evergy, get it together. Yeah. Well. Yep. Oof. <laughs> Let me get another hit. Another hit. Squirt, squirt, pass. <laughs> Make sure you pass to the left. That's that's awesome. That evaporates pretty quickly. Yeah. If not immediately. <laughs> like Elvis and his mom. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Tesla's Texas plant. Ooh. Cyber hey I'm sorry, a hundred dollars. That's it. Is this like a Kickstarter? Like, what the hell? 
It kind of is. Okay. Okay. I like that. Kind of cool. That's that's cool. Ooh, okay. I saw that. Hey. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> With microtransactions. It's so wow. funny because that game, it's free to play in quotes, but everything else, like pretty much every other content release, is completely a la carte. So. Oh. There's That's no way to just, yeah, it's not a great way to do it. And they're kind of seeing why no other games do this. There's no way to just click one button and buy everything you need. You have to be like, oh. Oh, okay, I'll buy, you know, this dungeon pack and then this content pack and then this and this and this and this. And this. Sucks. It's annoying. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I haven't even played in like months, so yeah. There's just right. just just some a little bit of bubble at the surface, yeah, around the edges. This low simmer. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Yep. Eleventh hour. My God. Eleventh <laughs> oh, hour talks. All right, it's eleven a.m. We got all day to figure this out. Let's take an early lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's when money go bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> I see. It's not a rule. It's just, well, bye. So do you have special pencils without erasers that you give out some, if they need one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. A little no. golf you know, course mini guy. Uh, what my friend does, who's a teacher, she has all of her kids, you know, bring a packet of pencils at the start of the year, and she holds on to them, and whenever they need a pencil, she takes one out of the box that they bought mm -hmm. and then at the end of the year if they have any left she gives the box back to them so it's like they have a bank of pencils yeah yeah so there you go 
<laughs> I can see that. What? Oh, they have for for a little bit now. Absolutely. Yeah. They're trying to get on on the radius TV. Say, so, are they gonna have like a globe TV? <laughs> yeah, a globe. That'll the be sphere. very weird. The sphere. It's spherical. God dang. Okay, Apple. We'll see. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you would have been better leaving them off the punchline. <laughs> actually. Yeah. A roll a roll Fair. up display. Rollable. Picnic blanket. I'm guessing it means like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm no, guessing it means like a like flexible. A yeah, like a, like a little scroll. scroll. Or a or a blunt. You roll it up and stick it behind your ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Okay. Sweet. All right. Well, you guys ready for Spirit Stanley the Cimarron? Okay. Well, uh, I was going to say buckle up, but um, saddle up, if you will. Saddle up. Yeah. Yep. Saddle up. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> Don't touch that dial without saying howdy. Now, Spirit Stanley the Cimarron was released in 2002 by DreamWorks Animation. The film is set in the 19th century Old West. Despite an initial box office disappointment, earning 122 million of an 80 million budget, you know, which is still in the green, it's not definitely not anywhere near where they wanted it, how they wanted to perform. Um, that well, it stood the test of time, thanks to really its simple storytelling, beautiful animation, and stunning soundtrack. So um, I'm going to try to kind of sum up the plot as quick as possible although now i'm looking at what i wrote it's kind of a lot but um for it being a fairly simple story but the movie oh and also did everybody get a chance to watch it this week oh yeah i watched okay, it good, yesterday good. it was it's on hulu um or i i guessing one two three movies probably has it too but and that's that how you watched it alex <laughs> all right and riley were you able to see it yep Okay, sweet. So the movie opens with a stunning landscape as we follow an eagle fly through a canyon and over a beautiful American landscape while Matt Damon tells us that some say the West was won on the saddle of a horse, but no one has told the story from the heart of a horse until now. We see Spirit's mother give birth, which is a little bit like, I had kind of forgotten about that. Uh, and immediately we see this cute, funky cold and Brian Adams sings us in with a this is me line, right? As yep. spirit is opening his eyes. And that's how we're introduced to the to hear of this movie. Pause and, for a second. Yeah. Is the is the baby spirit's face 
the first example of the DreamWorks face. Which is? Where it's like a lopsided grin and one eyebrow is raised. Um, probably. Um, <laughs> we do talk a little bit about eyebrows later. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> put, put a pin in that. They also um, have the, the eyes. The horse's eyes have, they show a lot of white. I told to you. To make them more expressive. Over okay, okay. I'll... So. Shut go up. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, we see Spirit grow up. We see him get into trouble and be curious about the world and, uh, you know, be just this rambunctious little baby. And uh, eventually he grows up to be the stallion of his herd, uh, which involves, from what I can tell, mostly running around, um, fighting off cougars, and mm -hmm. um, also um, kind of being this, like, cool role model for, like, the little little uh poles in the herd yeah he's all around being a very cool guy so one night spirit sees those are his kids right uh that many people think that they are indeed his kids <laughs> i yeah. don't think they actually are i but... mean biologically most likely but right. not in this not in the dreamworks for version. our purposes no for our purposes they're not his children they're probably like his, his little cousins or something yeah but uh one night spirit sees a strange light in the distance and we should i should mention that uh he's really not named at this point uh, mm. we he does not get a name until the very last very part of the movie honestly scene, but yeah. for our purposes and calling him spirit so we see this strange light in the distance so he checks it out and finds some horses tied up next to their sleeping cowboys so he accidentally wakes them up and a long chase ensues and spirit thinks he's lost his pursuers and rushes back to his herd only to find that more pursuers are after him. So he, he tells his mother and the herd to run away uh, in a series of horsey screams. And after <laughs> yeah. another chase, Spirit is finally captured. And it's this kind of awesome slow-mo. I mean, I say awesome relatively because he's getting captured, but slow-mo motion of, oh, he's getting away. No, the rope is going around his neck. And oh, he's pulled off to the side. Yeah. Um, and so he's captured. That, he's, that part is also mm -hmm. the first time there's an on-screen character has spoken dialogue, which is like 15 minutes into the movie. Um, there is some spoken dialogue whenever There's narration. He meets, when, when he meets the cowboys in their little camp. Yeah, that's um, like 15 minutes in. Yeah, where a character speaks. And it's almost a little jarring. <laughs> like, it is. Oh, they're talking. But um, Spirit is taken back to a military barracks full of trained horses. So we see this kind of um, montage of these horses marching uh you know in perfect timing and um kind of fast forward a little bit there's a hilarious scene with the farrier murphy where um you know they get his hair cut and he puts shoes on him and spirit's basically messing with him this whole time yeah um, after all that spirit is saddled up and he's taken into the corral where soldier after soldier fails to break him as we hear the uh amazing get off of my back song by brian adams playing <laughs> in the background uh, which was Alex's favorite song for a very long time, I think. Uh, yeah, so good. Still up there, honestly. <laughs> listen to it every week. <laughs> Get off of my back. It's a great song. Um, he beats them all until the colonel, uh, and we only ever know him as the colonel, he's voiced by uh, James Cromwell, tells his men to tie spirit to the post, no food or water for three days. Uh, on the second night, as far as I counted, 
the soldiers capture a Lakota boy named Little Creek, whom Spirit dismisses as another two-legged, uh, but he's still kind of curious about him. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, he's hearing him, um, like, howl to some coyotes, and we see a knife get thrown in from the distance. We never really, he's really speaking know. speaking in code to his yeah, Lakota right. buddies. Right, so, and Spirit's kind of like, okay, odd, um, but noted. And then on the third day, weak and exhausted, uh, the colonel attempts to ride Spirit. And after several attempts at throwing him off, Spirit kind of is out of options and he admits defeat. He's exhausted at that or point. Or is he? Yeah. After seeing the other horse's disappointment, Spirit rallies and throws the colonel through the corral fence in a fantastic scene. Little Creek cuts himself free with the knife that, personally, my theory is that his horse threw to him. I don't know how, but... I don't think yeah. anybody else was with Little Creek at this point. Um, and he escapes with Spirit, and it should be noted that he does not ride Spirit during this time. He's kind of hanging off mm -hmm. the side of him a little bit. Very important distinction. Very important, yes. Um, and there's also this cool scene where he grabs a gun from a so from a soldier, and Little Creek like does this kind of one armed like fire and very like, cool, very shot. cool like breaks open the lock, and all the horses run free. Um, so let's see. And uh, he rallies and then um, escapes with spirit. He then calls, Little Creek calls to his paint horse, Rain, who, like I said, threw the knife. <laughs> and together they take spirit back to their home. So spirit's a little disappointed, but it's kind of better than it than he was. Uh, Little Creek makes some attempts to ride spirit, but eventually piles him up with Rain uh, to teach him some manners, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Rain shows spirit her world and they fall in love and there's Sarah McLaughlin and everything. And it's fantastic. Uh, and some delicious looking apples, of course. I'd be remiss not to mention that. The uh, but just yes, but despite Little Creek eventually saying Spirit can go, you know, giving him his freedom, um, Spirit wants Rain to come with them, but Rain ref refuses to leave because of her uh, devotion to Little Creek. So they kind of return to the village, and Spirit and Rain find it under attack from soldiers. They manage to rescue Little Creek, but Rain is shot and falls into a river. And this part's kind of scary. Um, Spirit dives in after her, after um, kind of throwing Little Creek out of the way from a bullet. And um, so Spirit dives in after her. They fall down a waterfall, and Rain is close to death, but Spirit is captured yet again. So they're there at the kind of the riverside, and he's, he's pulled away. So Spirit is loaded into a train along with some other uh, other horses, including some Lakota horses that we saw earlier, you know, namely the one with the blue circle around his eye, uh, who is one of my favorites. I don't know what his name some is. Some great visual cool. storytelling to uh, oh, we'll get show, into that, later. To show that they're the same horse, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and they ha they're like, oh man, Spirit's here. Like, this is, we're going to get out, like... You know, yeah, they're they're like psyched up, but Spirit is at his lowest point as we hear "Sound the Bugle" now uh, by Brian Adams. And during this kind of montage, Spirit sees visions of wild horses in the snow, which is reminding him what he's fighting for and is heard back home. And so he kind of comes up with a plan. He rallies himself and he he reassures the other horses because in the next scene, um, we see that the captured horses are meant to. Uh, be used to haul a train over a mountain that the railroad workers cannot blast through. So during this whole time, um, and I kind of, I think I have this down later, um, they're building what appears to be the Transcontinental Railroad that's going to connect east and west. 
Um, so they're using horses to, to follow this train. Um, oh, yeah, not right there. So this really places the movie sometime in the 1960s, since that is when the Transcontinental Railroad was being constructed. And uh, that's also um, when the Indian Wars were taking place as well, which mm -hmm. kind of explains a bit of the animosity there uh, between like the soldiers and, and the Lakotas. So Spirit and his friends are hitched to the train and they begin this arduous climb. And once they crest the peak, Spirit sees that the proposed railroad is headed straight for his homeland, which he sees far off in the distance. To stop the train, Spirit pretends to fall from exhaustion. So workers unyoke him and they start to haul him away. But Spirit jumps up and starts freeing the other horses. Uh, and the train begins to slide and eventually crashes, causing a fire. And Spirit gets stuck because he still has this like chain hooked to him. But Little Creek arrives just in time to save him. Little Creek is shot in the leg as they run away. And Spirit picks him up and runs. And this is the first time we see Spirit willingly carrying a rider. Uh, they're chased through a canyon until they reach the top of a butte. Um, freedom lies on the other side of the canyon, but they're separated by this huge gap. And I'm really bad at guesstimating distances, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's long, okay? It's this huge, unsurmountable gap between here and there. Top, you not know, that, it's, well, it's, not that far. I mean, for the purposes of the movie, it is, it is It might as long. well be a mile. It might as well just, yeah, be from here to the moon. So, um, as foreshadowed in the beginning of the movie, in this nice little image where... Um, when Spirit is racing his eagle friend, the eagle is over is kind of on top of Spirit, and we see this top-down view of a shadow of the eagle wings over Spirit, so it mm. looks like for a second he has wings, right? So that kind of foreshadows this moment where... I didn't pick up on that. That's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when we kind of get this great moment where Little Creek realizes what Spirit is thinking... And he goes, oh, no. And Matt Damon is like, oh, yes. So yeah. He backs up. And then he does this miraculous jump uh, to the other side of the canyon. And they, and they land. And they're, and they're cheering. And then on the other side, this is great, too. Um, assault, because they have been pursued. A soldier is readies his gun to, to shoot Spirit or Little Creek. But the colonel stops him, stops the gun. Mm -hmm. And the colonel and Spirit give each other this nod right <laughs> and i was like this is amazing just like acknowledging in each other a worthy opponent or like yeah. some kind of truth so just like yeah this is we're done you know i see you you see me kind of thing mm -hmm. so fast forward and spirit reunites with the now fully recovered rain she did not die <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and little creek gives spirit his name spirit who could not be broken and he releases both of them into the sunset and rain and spirit run through the night and day until he's reunited with the herd and his mother. And then of course they all, all horses, wild horses, as far as I can tell, they just like run a lot and they love it. They Look, they do, do one that. thing, they do it well. You just and gotta they, let them do it. They run free. You know, they, they eat some grass and they run around and they yep. love it. They fucking love it. So that's kind of the, the uh, Cliff Notes version of, of the movie. Um, and as I was watching it, just a couple things to kind of point out or answer. Uh, first of all, 
what or where is the Cimarron? What the heck does that mean? Yeah. I, as a child, had always assumed it was like a place, but it means wild horse in Spanish. So literally, it's spirit stallion of the wild horses, which okay. makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Totally tracks. Um, also, fun fact is um, fun facts that are expanded on in the novelization. So there were some like prequel oh and um, sequel novelizations to Spirit. Exactly. Spirit's mom is named Esperanza, uh, and Ooh. his dad is Strider, who is this big black stallion, and he died before the events of the film. And then, if I remember correctly, uh, Rain's mother was the spoiled um, Mexican horse. I don't know who her, who her father was, but um, Rain had pretty much been raised by the Lakota since she was since she was a filly. So just kind of some fun stuff there. Um, this movie came out when I was nine years old in peak horse girl era, really, yep. as most 10 year, old, 10 year old girls were at the time. Um, I was never like an insane horse girl. Like I knew of some and I was like, okay, I'm not that bad, but I definitely had plenty of toy horses uh, that I really enjoyed playing with. Part of it that like there was just 0% chance that you, we were ever going to own a horse. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of tempering. Whereas with some girls, it's like, there's some hope. Like, maybe if I'm good enough, dad will buy us a horse. Hey, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I did take riding lessons for, I think, maybe two years, maybe. Right. Um, you know? And so, I, yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. I got thrown off a horse. Um, and that after that, I was kind of scared of horses for a while. Um, but no, I was probably seven or eight years old. I was pretty young. I was pretty young. Yeah, well, my the first horse, I really liked it when I was riding Stormy, the little black pony horse, and then I got upgraded to Mac, who was this gigantic horse, um, but he was really nice. And then um, there was another horse that they had me ride named P, and she threw me, and I was like, I don't like her. Uh, I want to go back to Mac, and then I rode Mac for like another year, and I think I quit. Um, but I don't. Well, one, they're all alive, and two, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, also, absolutely. Oh, yes. uh. We have, and then um, inexplicably, Brian Adams would start playing in the background. You know, I don't make the rules, but that's how they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the soundtrack to this movie was one of my first, very first CDs. Um, oh and I God. would often fall asleep listening to it with my little blue Walkman. Like it, so I'm surprised incredible. I didn't like wear out the CD. I listened to it so much. Uh, and speaking of the soundtrack, it really resonated with me because the songs do the bulk of the storytelling. Really, the horses do not speak. Uh, so we songs only... are doing a lot of heavy lifting. Exactly. Sure. And the production team all knew about this. The whole team behind the movie were very behind this. So we really only have um, Spirit's inner monologue, which was Matt Damon, and Brian Adams' vocals to convey the emotion of a given scene in addition to whatever expressions the horses might be making. The no dialogue part was a requirement for Jeffrey Katzenberger, uh, who produced the movie. He believed that talking horses would take away from the realism that he wanted. Because obviously this movie is very realistic. Um, freedom is... I have some thoughts on that later. <laughs> Please hold all thoughts yeah. until the end. Um, freedom is the theme of 
nearly every song as this is spirit's ultimate goal he will not be tamed he's, he's always going to be free and any instrumental songs alternate between whimsical heartfelt and courageous which is i mean this is Hans Zimmer at his finest almost um mm -hmm. i watched some behind the scenes um on this on this movie which i hadn't seen in such a long time the dvd we had when i was little had behind the scenes and so i kind of had to search for for those on youtube and um, initially zimmer had tried kind of going with a western direction a lot of guitars on the soundtrack um but he felt that that kind of took the listener out of the story um so then he tried using a lot of synth and stuff but that didn't quite feel right and at yeah. the end he kind of everything kind of came together so there's a bunch of different sources um and it was funny because he was like i tried using synth for about a year and then i just totally scrapped that and i was like you worked on that for a year just doing synth yeah just for a year on this movie come on but Hans. he no like he's nuts he throws himself into all his work um but i got I kind of uh you know mm -hmm. the the beef it's what's for dinner song yeah yes that's kind of the vibe that was I probably part of his inspiration. Yeah, probably part of his inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think the end result is this very organic um, feel where it, it always adds to the scene because music is at the forefront of, of, this, yeah. of this movie. And he and, even incorporates mm -hmm. melodies from the Brian Adams songs. It, yes, so Brian Adams and Hans Zimmer worked together very closely on this. Okay, actually, um, and I was Brian wondering Adams, about that. I didn't realize this, but Brian Adams like wrote all the lyrics to those mm. songs. And um, there was this one part in the behind the scenes where Hans had told Brian Adams uh, for kind of Spirit's first song, the "Here I Am." They were telling him, "Okay, be like super." vague very metaphorical you know and then, um, brian adams doesn't really do that he it opens yeah. up with here i am and yeah. so hans and his team were kind of like yeah no brian you're right yep we'll just that's that was perfect <laughs> so that was kind of a kind of a cool moment um but no the music was was very critical and um brian adams kind of brings this it's kind of cringy to say, but like a rock and roll attitude to spirit. Absolutely. This is very kind of rebel. Um, but soft kind of too. Rebel, but sensitive. You know, he's, he's, he's a rebel with a cause. Yeah. If you will. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, the impression I got from everyone who worked on this movie was everyone was all on this movie. Animators included. Um, and although the spirit is not based on a true story a real horse was the inspiration for the hero the, and i didn't, hadn't known any of this oh really the horse his name was donner like the reindeer was born to wild horses who had been wrangled in oregon and he's 28 years old uh he lives at the return to freedom horse reserve in california and has the same color as a spirit which is done so that kind of nice tan with um kind of black socks and black mane um, he's a, what's called a Kiger Mustang, which, um, all Kiger Mustangs can be, uh, they're all related. They can be traced back to the first horses brought from Spain in the 17th century. So mm. DreamWorks used Donner as a resource and a reference to learn horse anatomy and physiology when animating. 
also kind of cool donner was inducted into the horse stars hall of fame in 2018 which i did not know was a thing and i want to learn all about it um because what other horse stars are in the hall of fame and hidalgo. Girl, obviously it's got to be it's hidalgo and donner and probably end of list i don't know <laughs> um his girlfriend bullseye hopefully maybe um mr red silver mr red <laughs> Do donkeys count? I don't know. Um, or mules, whatever Ed was. I thought he was a horse. Was he a donkey? He was a, I, was a donkey. I don't know. I don't, this this episode isn't about him. <laughs> yeah. His girlfriend, Rain, is not a real horse, but she does have an honorary certificate of registration in the American Paint Horse Association, which I thought was a little But as to why, the APHA said, although she may only be an animated version of a horse, in her own way, Rain has exemplified the breed standards people have come to recognize in a paint horse. And that is from the Executive Secretary Jim Kelly of the American yeah. Paint Horse Association. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I thought I thought that was kind of funny, but but cute. Um, and then the villain, the colonel, was based on George Armstrong Custer, known for the Battle of Little yeah. Bighorn, or Custer's Last Stand, which I, I didn't know about that either. So, why was the movie considered a failure for so long? And part of it was timing. Spirit was overshadowed by the similarly named Spirited Away, which came out in the same year. I know. Oh. Both were nominated for Best Animated Feature, but Spirited Away won. I mean... crucially yes yes um some critics also felt like the story was too simple or relied on spirit getting captured too many times which fair uh they also complained of the horse's overhumanization, which you know given the nature of the story they're trying to tell i thought was required and i think they struck a very good balance between making the horses anatomically realistic and also giving them very expressive faces and this was something that yeah. the animators struggled with because you know you can only make a horse's face move so much while making it still look like an actual horse and right and including you know the whites of the eyes and giving them eyebrows and josh i think you had some thoughts on that well my not so much the artistic sense but mm-hmm. like this is a horse that clearly understands physics <laughs> yeah and? it's like <laughs> you know it uh, you get kind of swept along with it in the movie and oh, it yeah. ultimately works yeah but you, you just can't you can't think too hard about like how smart this horse is and what that what the implications of that are of a horse being that smart yeah yeah because he knew to oh i have to like break this um chain right. so that the horses hooked up to the to the train can escape and no like i get it but also spirit i chose to kind of smart. look at I, I chose to look at it as he's more of like the god of horses and he's like their protector and their icon Absolutely. this is why he is the stallion of the yeah Cimarron. i mean he's the brains of the operation and really i i think you could do he's the brad pitt of horses you could do anything you want to that horse he is never gonna let you ride him unless he wants you to exactly they could have like they could have tied him to a post for 300 years (laughs) and no one would ever ride him yeah he'd just be like okay i'll die 
<laughs> no, he, they'd untie him. They'd untie him right after. You try to get on, and then he yeah. would immediately buck you off. Yeah. Well, and there's this, a very cute scene where he's kind of messing with Little Creek because he's he's kind of come yeah. to, to like him, and he's like, yeah, yeah, get on, yeah. be fine, yeah. And it's kind of this Lucy and Charlie Brown moment of oh <laughs> like, yeah, that's a great just immediately bucking him off. So, <laughs> and and they laugh because you know spirit can laugh, obviously. Um, it was also very fun watching this movie with subtitles because you get such amazing subtitles as like, like terrified Winnie, terrified Winnie, sensuous nay, like just, <laughs> just bonkers kind of stuff. But it is just fantastic. Um, if we could talk about the dialogue for a minute, no. because no, okay, no, it's okay. Go ahead. It's your show. <laughs> no, um, I was kind of I somehow remembered there being more narration Same. than there actually was it's used pretty sparingly mm -hmm. and i was amazed at how well the narrative beats work like mm -hmm. so for example spirit's mom yeah no dialogue ever passes between the two characters mm -hmm. and yet we have a good grasp of their relationship yep and the the plot beat of him coming back to her still mm -hmm. works mm -hmm. even though there's no you're back you know all this yes. corny dialogue yeah. that uh, like say like imagine this movie where the horses just talk to each other right yeah it oh, would have been different. so much worse <laughs> it would have been terrible and it could have been so much worse yeah you say that because one critic suggested that the movie needed like a comic relief character and that the horses should have spoken oh, and that would have detracted like can you imagine there being like a Sid the sloth type character <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> like yeah like there's some you know like weird eagle that can't fly and, yeah. and off the Fina. <laughs> you know just like no obviously they're all wrong right the restraint is remarkable the restraint. and i and this speaks to what you were talking about josh is i this movie shows that you do not need dialogue to make a good movie it's a beautiful showcase of animation that just showed how much can be communicated with expressions yeah. and body language and how powerful a soundtrack can be. And rather than grab the low hanging fruit with comic relief and modern pop songs and talking horses, spirit looked up to its audience's intelligence rather than down, right? Yeah. Particularly kids. I think they correctly estimated how much the audience will be able to follow along with the story even very very young audiences who um you know like maybe kids who don't know how to talk yet they're still going to know what's going on yeah because they can see it and i, I think, think that's, it works that's very it works on multiple levels because kid this is like crack for kids absolutely kids will kids see the horse getting tied up and they're like oh no. oh fuck yeah this horse is tied up they're gonna ride him yes which is the which, absolute worst thing that could happen. Which absolutely, that's an absolutely valid read of the movie too. Meanwhile, adults will be like, oh my God, these this army is going to, you know, colonize the entire West. These right. horses' way of life is is almost <laughs> over. Right. They're doomed, yeah. you know? Right. It's, and it's... they kind of, and uh, people mm -hmm. like us watching it with that kind of point of view come out of the movie like, okay, they the horses are still free. <laughs> you know? That was one, but not think it was. Yeah. 
know, that kind of thing. So I, I just, I loved all of that. And there was even this great line by Katzenberger, who um, does not have many great lines and it's kind of relatively a trash person, but um, he called spirit a musical where nobody sings. And interesting. Yeah. And I was like, the more I thought about that, the more it really was true because you, you have the, I want song, you have the, you know, hit rock bottom song, you mm-hmm. have the reprisal at the end. It, it really does kind of hit those beats of a musical. And also real so quickly to touch on the CG as we are in this series with adventure movies. Um, for the time, 2002, I feel like the use of CG was used correctly in this in this. Oh, movie. yeah. I have a list scary. of all the elements that I spotted. Okay, yeah, because I had to kind of check myself and be like, okay, take a step back. What here is CG? Because yeah. I would get caught up in it and then be like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, those horses are CG. The water is CG kind of thing. Mm. Um, and it was from what I could tell, it was only kind of used in wide shots and it would quickly, almost seamlessly transition to 2D animation when the shot would come closer. And I saw this really neat example where the herd is running and then Spirit kind of climbs up onto sort of a a ledge while the rest of them run. And at first he is CG and then that is overlaid with 2D animation. So the animator had the, uh, the 3D horse beneath the 2D animation that yeah. you know, he's sketching over. And so then at the end, you see the 2D animated spirit, you know, you know rising up and neighing and stuff like that. But uh, Josh, really what flawless. did you notice? What did you notice? So right away, the canyons in the first shot oh, yes. are all digital. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they look great. Mm-hmm. And so the eagle, there are definitely parts where the eagle are hand-drawn, but I mm-hmm. couldn't tell if parts were CG also. It looked right. like it might have been. And I think that also kind of, um, they chose a very specific look for their animation that I felt was friendlier to CG. Yeah. Like it was almost cell shaded. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks cell shaded I mean? to me. It looks cell shaded. And so your eye kind of fills in, your brain fills in the blanks sort of. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, of course, these are all, the, the universe looks the same. Whereas if you looked at Titan AE, if you suddenly saw um, maybe this larger shot where we're in outer space and, <laughs> and you know, you see somebody in like a space suit, it's very jarring. Yeah. Where it's like suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> and not just even say that, you know, it, that, that has its place, but with this, it was much more of, okay, we're using it as a supportive tool because, you know, yeah, animating like 50 plus horses that are running would be so laborious if we're doing or and like they would do cg grass to animate the grass waving around the water looked great as the white water a lot of background soldiers i noticed in the fort scene oh yes were cg yeah because and that was neat too when there is there's kind of this overhead drone shot if you will yeah of the barracks and kind of no matter where your eye went there was movement Mm-hmm. You know, and it kind of looked like I feel like we're looking oh, like top down on a video game right now, or there's something. I feel right. like these they're kind of living outside of what we're seeing right now. Yeah, and that and that was very very well done. But, and of course um, the train. And of course the train. The train was all absolutely the, the train. Which okay, can we talk about the train because yes, 
the whole point of a train is that you have tracks. So yeah. why are you moving it without? Why are you moving it when it's not on tracks? Yeah, well, there's like small bits of dialogue that you overhear, and it's like um, we can't blast through it. We're gonna have to like go over or go around. I forget exactly what they say. But presumably, wherever they're bringing the train has tracks there. Has right, yeah, you'd think. So why couldn't but, you drive the train along the tracks to there? Um, my thought was that this was the same train that they transported the horses on, and so it was not like it's not like they're, um, like building the track with the train right yeah, along why behind it. it. Really? Why don't you build the track first? I I think this was. How did the they even get it onto the cool. giant wooden sled? More horses. Everything's horses. <laughs> Everything's horse hard. In this universe, I choose to believe yeah. that in, in the setting of Spirit Stalling the Cimarron, um, after that whole train collapsed, the railroad companies were just like, you know what? Screw it. This is, a, this is a dumb idea. Yeah, the horses won. The horses, <laughs> the horses won. won. <laughs> yeah. Back to the Pony Express, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh yeah. Except it does not die at the you know at the end. Um, and I, there was the gosh the beginning narration from Matt Damon really sets the tone of the movie of like this is this is what you're about to see right. And critics say that the story was very predictable, but when I watch it, I don't like I know he's gonna go. I know he's gonna break free. I know he's gonna go home and. I know he's never going to be tamed, but that's not really the point, I feel. I feel like critics were kind of missing that, like, even though you feel like this is a predictable movie, it's more about, like, how is he going to get out of this situation? How is he going to win? Who is going to be there with him at the end? You know, that kind of thing. And so I felt like that was kind of an, um, I don't know, an unfair critique of, of the movie and as an adult watching it, I mean, you know that the West is tamed and there aren't many wild horses left today, but it kind of feels like this brief victory of at least this happened. You know, at least yes. this herd got exactly. this win, you know, and, and that is, that's joyful to, to think about. And I, I was so thrilled to watch the movie again and it, I feel like I, I, was I loved sobbing. it as much. It really got. Oh me. my god! I like really within the first three minutes, I was holding back tears. Tears, yeah, absolutely. I was just like, "Why the hell am I crying?" <laughs> but it was just like so beautiful. Just and the music. The music, real. I mean, holy fuck! Like I was not expect to be hit that hard with it. Yeah. And okay, I did want to get your. This is kind of my last piece on it. I wanted to get your guys' opinion because I I love. Generation. I love the restraint they did because they could have done a lot more with it. Like you were saying, Josh, I kind of want a Blade Runner director's cut version with no, <laughs> no narration to see Ooh. if it still stands up. And I, I almost like want to look to see if anybody had made a, an edit of the movie yeah. with no narration at all. Because if you think about that, that first three or four minutes of the film would just be music it'd just be the eagle soaring you'd see mm -hmm. you know these i think the attention would be drawn more to the music itself the expressions the visuals um and you would kind of have to i don't know it'd be interesting to see how much you could infer just from 
the songs and spirits expressions i think um, plot wise it would still hang together right. i think yeah, because, really what you would yeah. lose is some some of the lighthearted tone because there's a lot of jokes right in the narration right. where like when spirits like oh mares <laughs> mares the, oh no oh yes type yeah thing. and yeah yeah so and you'd you'd lose I, some I punctuation and some of the tone there but i think it so it might be like a kind of a darker overall <laughs> story <laughs> the real story yeah but i i wonder and i couldn't find any kind of evidence you know of if if now i want like to watch it again and just mute it, it when the... <laughs> but see, you can't like you still want the music there so yeah i i don't know i wasn't able to find like okay was bringing on matt damon as a narrator was that always part of the script was it yeah. sort of an afterthought? Was it like, okay, the horses can't talk, so we need something other than Brian Adams and Hans Zimmer? And it's also kind of weird to think about, okay, Matt Damon is the voice of spirit, but also Brian Adams? Like, he's got this yeah. singing voice almost, or like this yeah. conscience that is singing, um, but then you have his thoughts that are Matt Damon. Oh, something else you could do is like... Brian Adams no. doing the Matt Damon. Brian Adams doing the narration. <laughs> Matt is, Damon singing. So no narration. Yeah. And then any any dialogue from any human characters, play that in like an, an, a language you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or actually to kind of, you know, if you wanted to do no kind of a, li or uh, a life hack, if you will, of the movie, if just set the language to a language you don't know. Right. And you'd still get the same music. I don't think the soundtrack was translated to any other languages, but, you know, instead of Matt Damon, you would hear maybe somebody in like Spanish or French or something. Yeah. So, okay. I'll probably rewatch it today with that. And <laughs> I'll report back. But, um... Oh, he did. Okay. Huh. Oh, because he's Canadian and he probably speaks Oh, for God. Him. Yeah, I forgot that he's Canadian. Well, there you go. Well, that that was Spirit Stallion the Cimarron. Um, the rebooted Spirit Stallion the Cimarron uh, kind of line of merchandise and TV shows aimed at young girls uh, does not exist to me. Uh, it's an abomination. <laughs> and it's an That's probably all CG animation. It's huh? all CG. Ugh. It's all CG, and it has a bunch of like little girls. And um, yeah, it's just no just just no i i was like should i watch it and then i was like no that would just kind of ruin it for me yeah so i have no comment on any of the spirit okay. extended universe animated i might be awful might be awful it is i'm interested to see as we continue the series which of these movies hold up the best well and i think spirit is a strong spirit. contender so far. <laughs> yeah. i'm telling you right now gonna be spirit but um and I, I know we have plenty of other ones to hit that still are are fantastic yeah. but i think as far as audience appeal um really broad appeal and the breadth of storytelling that can be done in in like a i think it's only just over an hour and a half i want to say or right at that 90 yeah, minute mark ish um just does a fantastic job not a wasted so, moment. Really, not much more I could ask. Not very for. indulgent. Storytelling. Yeah. Um, just every every shot was an absolute treat to look at. Yeah. I especially liked 
the little, you know, maybe five or 10 minutes where we see spirit as, uh, as a young colt and the scene where he meets the, 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 um, the bison yeah. on the river. And so he meets this herd of bison and the one bison kind of looks at the other one and like roars at him and is like, oh, wicked. Because yeah, in my head, he says, oh, wicked, you know, because right, he's yeah. Matt Damon. And um, <laughs> then he does this cute thing where he just like gets up, kind of gets up, puts his knees on the on the bites and is just like, this is so cool. And so right away, we can tell that Spirit is just like, you know what? You're solid. We're cool. And he has his <laughs> best friend's an eagle for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, and we even see like the eagle being sad at one point when yeah. one of the spirits <laughs> captures the eagle and like bows his head. So we yeah. know all of America is hurting for spirit. But um you know, yeah. it's it's on purpose. Yep. His so Matt then, Damon's presence will loom large over the rest <laughs> of the movies that we cover here. Absolutely. So um I although I don't think any of the ones we have upcoming has Matt Damon in them. I could be wrong. Not directly. Not directly. His presence <laughs> Not is felt. Directly, but his presence is felt. Absolutely. But, Thank you so um, much, Georgia. That was great. That was a pleasure. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Thank you, all of you. So um, does anyone want to volunteer for next episode? Alex. Alex. Which is Eldorado. Oh, Sinbad. Sinbad. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I believe Sinbad is available on Netflix. Okay, that's, that's right. fair. So that's did fair. you you watch the Moneyball? Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. Probably. Couldn't um, hurt. No. Right. <laughs> I, Alex, I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's a yep. great movie. I can't wait to to uh Yes. Nice. Well, Sinbad's definitely one that uses a lot of CG. So um yeah. I think that'll be a great swashbuckling. Um better. Yes. I wanna say there's like a, I a say uh, yes. There's like a gala scene or something with food. There's, there's a, there's this. We're gonna talk about it next, you know, next time we pod, obviously. But um, I do, I do believe there is a part where he eats. But I've seen it relatively recently. Um, oh, it's, have a, you? it's a fun, it's a fun venture. Yeah, but um, okay. All right. Locked and loaded. Sweet. Well, thank you, everybody, and remember to. Um, free a wild horse today and yep. uh <laughs> don't ride it no right unless it once you do it. give it an apple yeah and then in remembrance of spirit yeah yeah absolutely all right guys bye bye horsey dismiss bye bye horsey <laughs> <laughs> no and josh is right if you if you see a horsey and you have to say bye, you have to say bye bye yeah. horsey, which yeah. somehow this little girl knew English. They all did. I don't really they, know. Again, that, language but... barrier, interesting stuff. Yes, but anyway. Bye.